and now it's blinking like crazy. Does it usually flicker the light? No. no. no this you is know the... what? I honestly, I feel like it's our our energy. energy. It's our energy. <laughs> this happens a lot. You it, know Joe it's... knows. Oh, that's actually it's... right. That's so true. Nick, you believe in ghosts? That. Oh, actually, that's the hot spot for ghosts, that corner of the table. Yeah. So that's, that actually <laughs> ghosts are sense. like, these people are anxious. <laughs> I don't know. It happens with, like, a lot with our mom, mom, too. She breaks light bulbs all the time when it she really... gets angry. Yeah. Like, it ha- yeah. Welcome back to Paranormal Activity 7. <laughs> I'm your host. I'm here with two freaks of nature. <laughs> We're not real. <laughs> We're witches. <laughs> this feels like, you know, Sid from yeah, Toy Story the... <laughs> with all his mess. Oh, no, it's <laughs> No! 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 I guess everyone does have a weird Barbie. That is weird Barbie. Oh. That's it. We're sorry, Barbie. We failed you. Oh, it's my gosh. He- that is headless horse woman Barbie. It was 2001. Mom got it for Christmas for me, but now. <laughs> so you see that space where the head should be? That's where the head, <laughs> that's where the head goes. Oh, no, that's so upsetting. Sound, speeding, camera, rolling scene 22. Take 303, mark. Welcome to Take 303, powered by 4-Way Media, the podcast with the guy who knows a lot about film. And his friend. I'm Nick Molinari. I'm J.P. Brooks. Today we're talking film and television, and today we're talking about Barbie and brats. And we have a very special guest today on the podcast to talk about Barbie, because who are we to talk about this Barbie movie? We're just a bunch of Kens. We got Elizabeth <laughs> and Emma. Elizabeth and Emma, welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Woo! Thank you very much. Yeah, right. So we, obviously we wanted to hire experts for this particular podcast. <laughs> Can you say, as far as being a woman goes, what's your expertise? We grew up on Barbie. Yeah. Specifically the movies. The computerized version ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, Princess and the Popper. Oh my gosh. It's you're just like you. You're just like me. <laughs> something anyone can see. I mean, like Yeah. Is this a song? It yes. Is a song. <laughs> from Princess and the Popper, the Barbie. See, that's why you need us here. Yeah. yeah. I can tell because you're you're decked out in pink. Well, this is my one pink shirt, so I wore it today. It's a it's a Derek Jeter two baseball shirt. Yes. Yeah. Another reason have a show, obviously Emma. Big fan, post constantly. Thank you so much. I well, appreciate the support. But um, it's very special for me to have you guys on because your family, your whole family, really introduced me to watching, like really got me back into watching movies. And Nick's my friend, but I, he goes, Joe, watch. I go, like, oh, yeah, okay, buddy, sure. So can you talk about movies in your family, growing up, watching a lot of movies? Just what's your movie background? I think that we're, as a whole family, we've lo- like watched a lot of movies. I think it's like funny like when i started actually to talk about movies in my real life like i realized that not a lot of people sit down and watch a movie as a family and i feel like we do that a lot and i love watching movies and we'll watch anything really yeah but mostly comedy yeah comedy rom-com is big in our family yeah a lot of rom-coms all right okay all right so barbie is written and directed by greta gerwig it stars Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, America Ferreira, Kate McKinnon, Michael Cera, Issa Rae, Ray Perlman, and Will Ferrell. Barbie is about stereotypical Barbie, one of the many Barbies that live in Barbie land. She has a perfect day every day until one day she feels a little sad and starts contemplating the meaning of life and even death. She goes and visits another Barbie who tells her the only way to solve this problem and these feelings is to go to the real world to find the girl who plays with her to help resolve those feelings. She goes on this adventure, Ken goes along for the ride, and that's what this movie is about. I mean, yeah, like every sometimes when we do these, it takes like four or five takes to get the intro. I, I feel really confident about that We one. never mess it up in front of our guests. Yeah, in front of our guests, we're <laughs> one take wonders. All right, so I guess uh, we'll do first initial reactions and we'll start with you ladies. I really enjoyed it. I went in really, I was a little bit unsure of what it was gonna be because I felt like there was so much marketing for it and it was really, it was getting really built up. Um, so I was kind of preparing myself not to like it. And I think that served me because I really enjoyed it. Um, and I did like the sentimental moments too. I think it did a really good job uh, saying the story of like how women feel at some point in their life. And I didn't think that it would do it as well as it did, but I think Greta Gerwig does that in a lot of her movies really well now are you a uh, big Greta Gerwig fans not particular <laughs> I, I like her movies am I the biggest fan 
No. But it's not because I don't like her movies. It's just I never, I don't know. I, I only like I know those two answer. movies, really, um, Lady Bird and Little Women. Yeah. So I would have to see more of her. Well, I say this because the internet is claiming that she's the best director of all time right now. That's a strong wow. statement. That's a, I, I think she's a great director. I don't know. I have to see more of her to yeah. say she's the best of all time. And JP, how was yeah. uh, your uh, initial... I'm still trying to understand how I feel about this movie because there are a lot of things I could say that I think went really well, really great, and there are lots of things I don't think they did well at all. So I'm definitely trapped in the middle trying to figure it out. Hopefully talking to the girls and talking to you. I'm sorry. Talking to the girls. Talking to Emma and Elizabeth. They are their own unique individuals. Oh, I And I learned that it. last Thank night. Thank you for <laughs> validating us, uh, Alan. Thank they you. Don't need it. They don't need it. Mansplain. By the way, if you hear any other laughter today, uh, my fiance, Krista, is our production assistant today because we got a lot of work. So. Yay, Krista! <laughs> Scoot on in there. Hi. So, uh, hey, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm in kind of the same boat as you. Uh, I got some things out of it, not everything that I think the internet claims that it was putting out there, but I do feel somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I and feel like some things were done well, some things. Because eh. I think obviously, I'm a guy. I've never been a woman before. Don't know how to relate <laughs> to that, and so there are clearly some things. I I think I genuinely can say like, oh, I guess I've I've never been in that experience. I've never had that. So it was definitely something to think about. However, there were some things was like, okay, come on, relax. So, uh, so yeah, it's interesting. I think you're going to hear, I'm very interested to hear more about what you guys think of the movie because I think it's going to be, it's going to be pretty, going to be big differences, I think. So for Barbie, like what's standing out to you? Well, Margot Robbie did such a good job. I feel like there couldn't have been a better actress to portray stereotypical Barbie. She's beautiful, but like also she's a really good actress. I think she did a really good job. I like the whole entire concept of it. I feel like there's a lot of remakes happening, um, and this was something new and different. So I feel like that's what really brought it to the table, brought something new to the table. In the news right now, they're talking about the original actress that was going to play Barbie. Do you know about that? Amy Schumer. Right? Yeah. Amy Schumer is supposed to be Barbie? <laughs> yeah, stereotypical Barbie. <laughs> oh my god, come on. <laughs> stereotypical. <laughs> but the, the funny part is is that when she was originally slated to be Barbie, everybody was like for it. They were like, yeah, this works. And then the studio tossed her out. Uh, she claimed that like she didn't fit the mold for Barbie and was like mad about it and stuff like that. She got recasted with Margot Robbie. And now uh, the internet has turned on her. Uh, and now they're saying like, oh yeah, she couldn't have played Barbie. Like, look at her. And I'm like, oh, Ooh, well, I think they missed the point of the Barbie yeah, movie. Yeah, girls, <laughs> girls being poor girls. Like, let's remember. I don't know. That's so. Yeah, like, that's not good. Yeah, no. women being for women. Yeah. Ironically, they make that joke in the movie that yeah. women aren't for women. Is that true? I think the Barbie movie touches upon that idea, and sometimes um, women always aren't always there for each other. There's certain forces that keep on fighting. There, It's like, it can never be, per, like, it can never be a perfect. And on TikTok and just going around, there's a lot about girlhood. And I think, what's the TikTok audio? Like, oh, how I love being a oh, woman. Yeah. And I hear that TikTok audio all the time going through there's just a lot of things that with the barbie movie with the tv show that we're watching the summer i turned pretty taylor swift olivia rodrigo there's a lot of things where it's it's giving this message that women being there for other women and sometimes it might not always be the case because there's different i don't know a lot of emotions play into it jealousy being envious so i think this movie is trying to send the message that we should all be there for each other. The Barbie movie did it so well where they tried to see how beautiful it can be when girls actually come together and like want to be there for each other. What worked in the movie for you, JP? Well, as you know, I don't have emotions, I'm a man. Uh, so let me just start by saying that. You're Ken enough. Yeah, I'm Ken enough. Um, no, <laughs> that was such a funny t-shirt, what a good thing. Um, so what worked in this movie? One, 
I hope and think, because I was actually spending a lot of time looking over at Krista during the movie, because we watched it together, to see what <laughs> she thought about it. And Krista, I don't know about you, and not that you're on the pod, but I thought some things were hitting just by based on her facial expression. And like I said before, I think before it gets preachy, really hit home about being a woman, I don't think it always does it perfectly. Mansplain. Uh, at some point, the movie stops being a movie. Nick, how did you describe, which I think is perfect? Uh, a TED Talk. It becomes a TED Talk at some point. Um, but maybe the ladies, well, you'll give us a different perspective when we talk more about our problems. But things I loved about it, highlights, I loved Ken. Can I say that? <laughs> I loved him as a character. He had almost better or clearer motivations than um, anybody else in the cast. I agree with Margot Robbie. I think she did a great job. I actually wanted more from her character. Uh, if you know what I mean. Because I think she does Barbie well, but they almost... They sideline her in the movie. I feel... Yeah, I guess sideline... I, I wanted more. I wanted more. But I think she did a great job being Barbie. So, Nick? I think we're in the same space as, as each other. Parts of the movie are done very well. The production design is amazing. The casting was very on point. I do think Ryan Gosling steals like every scene that he's in. Agree with Margot Robbie. I feel like she did good, but I've seen her better in other movies mainly because she had like bigger parts i feel like i feel like in barbie it ended up becoming ken the movie at one point and yeah the ending does get a little bit too high on its bridges uh where it's just talking at you instead of telling the story you haven't seen oppenheimer yet right? no i've not yeah um have you guys have you ladies no. Bar- they're calling it barbenheimer right or yeah that's the yeah. why are they calling it is it just because they, they got released on the same day oh, okay yeah without spoiling it too much there's a scene in uh oppenheimer where they explain like the problem that he's trying to get across to everybody and they show it visually instead of going on a 20 minute speech about how a bomb is bad (laughs) and beating you over that with it but basically that so i think there's a lot of good things happening in there i think some things are a little overcooked I'm probably just being a, and part of it's probably being a salty dude. At yeah. The end of also, the day. I will I will acknowledge that I am not the demographic for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Just cans. So, yeah. Just a bunch of cans. Just a bunch talking. of cans. Like, there's a lot of jokes that um, I think like it also had one of those problems where all the good jokes were in the trailer, mm. and then there's also a lot of jokes that because I'm a guy I don't understand the nuances of it, so I wouldn't understand the punchline too well. I like the jokes about the doll part. Like she goes to drink. And nothing comes out, but then she goes to the real world and she splashes herself. Slaps the comedy, but very, like, thoughtful comedy. I thought that was pretty good. I like stuff like that. Now, uh, what didn't work for your, you ladies? Along the lines of what you were saying, a lot of it was a statement. But I was okay with the statement because I didn't think it leaned towards the idea of hating men. I felt like it was very much towards appreciating women. So I was fine with it being a statement, but I think the entire movie was a statement. It might have worked because that's what's really bringing people, gravitating people towards the movie. But I agree, a lot of it was, like you said, a TED Talk. I completely agree with what you guys said about Barbie specifically. She, um, I feel like most of the time I wish that she was the one that was breaking through and seeing for herself and not other people telling her that this is why you feel this way and stuff like that. Um, I do wish that I had a lot more laughs than I did. I feel like I was hoping to laugh, so I was trying, like I was laughing more than I probably should have been because I wanted to laugh. But um, yeah, I wish there was definitely a little bit more comedy, although I think that there was, but some of the jokes just didn't hit the way that they thought they would. I wrote something down on notes. Uh, She's got notes. She's got notes. This is a big deal for our podcast. Nick, you have notes? I, I have notes on Brad's. Yeah, okay, good. I, I have oh, yeah. notes on Brad's. But on Barbie, the what do you got? The only thing we care about. What do you got for us, Emma? What do your notes tell us? The last thing that I didn't particularly like about this movie and my mom actually brought this up and reminded me about this while I was watching the movie this is not something I would necessarily rewatch. like if it came on on HBO and I would usually like for example Elvis I rewatched that when it came out on HBO I don't know if I would rewatch Barbie right away if I wanted a good cry maybe I would rewatch Barbie but I don't know if that's a big thing for me because I love movies and I like to rewatch them which maybe gives a little hint where you're going to rate this thing, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, but here's a good question to pivot off of that. 
who cried in this room? Krista, you're a part of this too. Mansplain. No motion. <laughs> Girls? No tears fell down, but there was definitely there's some motion. some teary eye. I remember turning to Elizabeth in the movie theaters and I was like is she tearing up? And she's not a crier. I don't so cry. this is why I haven't seen this girl cry in like ten years. So <laughs> good, um, good emotion, good. <laughs> Keep that healthy. in. Keep no. that in. Sound like that sounds like a guy thing, honestly. Like, well, yeah, yeah, we can talk you about it. Talk about it. <laughs> um, I am a crier, so yes. it was surprising how tears didn't fall down. But I had the same thing. It was when. Uh, the mother was like talking about how all these things that girls feel like they can't do right. I feel like that was very emotional for me because I definitely feel that how sometimes girls feel like they're trying their best, but they somehow it's never enough. Nick, did you cry? <laughs> I did not cry. Neither did I. All right. <laughs> I did wear pink shorts though. So. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Power woman. Alan. <laughs> I, I was just waiting for I'm Hunger Games. Cat is ever needed to show up and just <laughs> two finger piece it. Who is the antagonist in this film? I think it's Ken, but Will Ferrell. But, but like, what's the deeper? Yeah, who is the real antagonist? Is it society? Is the way we built our structures? Come on, talk to me. It's we'll get me. A really good zoom, <laughs> zoom in on that. I don't know, no. Just well, because I asked because the trailer definitely positioned it to be Will Ferrell's character. But the movie made it definitely feel like it's Ryan Gosling's character. Mm. And I'm a little upset about how Will Ferrell's character has, like, no point to the story. Oh, it does So true. It's it like a comedy, like, typical Will Ferrell. Which I like. I like Will Ferrell. No, he, he's great. He's, yeah. he, it feels like an old Will Ferrell movie. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, like, he has no weight to the story at all. He doesn't change Barbie's trajectory. He doesn't hold any, like, power over her. He just tries to get her into a box at one point, but that's about it. After that, it falls flat. And then the chase sequence? That was weird. <laughs> I was... Can we speed this one up a little bit? Very with Scooby-Doo. I think they did speed it up like a Scooby-Doo episode, yeah. I hope so. That was weird. <laughs> I, I mean, this movie is very cartoony, right? It's very quirky. It's very it's camp. Very camp. Yeah. And that's because it's aware of itself. And obviously, if we're going to be in Barbie land, um, you know, you're going to have to be a little bit silly. So I, I appreciated it, but like, if you're going to do this drastic difference between Barbie Land and the real world, the fact that the real world characters felt more like dolls and cartoony than the actual uh, Barbie characters was interesting. And America Ferreira, how do we feel about her? Who is that? That's the girl, the, the woman that plays the mom. Ugly Betty, right? Yeah. Uh, that's only because Krista told me. I, don't, I didn't actually know that internet. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> Um, I ask because at a certain point, even in the third act, I feel like this becomes the messiest film. Everything they set up in the the first two acts just immediately gets thrown out the window. And for her, other than the the lecture, Barbie doesn't change anything realistically with her. What do you mean? What did they set up in the first two acts that you think they didn't deliver? They have Barbie like she she has her problems with like her heels, with the shower and everything else. So she has to go to the real world and convince the person that's playing with her, uh, you know, to be more like a kid and stuff like that. She finds out it's an adult. Um, but then after that, she doesn't really fix her problem. America Ferreira fixes herself in a sense. That's what I'm saying. Okay, gotcha. Good. I'm glad because I... I see what you mean now. Okay, thank you. And then even Barbie's whole thing about wanting to, like, exist in the real world, and then she goes to the real world and doesn't really, like, make any power moves there, too. How did we feel about the ending? They might be setting it up for a second one. Oh, they're um, definitely setting it up for a second one. There's a whole list of movies they greenlit. Are you ready for this list, JP? No. Uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> what? Why is it... Uno the movie. Uno? Oh. The card game? The world's shittiest... Internet. Uno sucks, okay? The worst game that's ever been invented. Everybody's got 10 different rules. You sit, play with any group. The rules are never the same. And the game never ends. It's a shitty Polly game. Polly Pocket. What? Polly Pocket. Oh, oh my gosh. No. No. I mean... So, oh my gosh. Are they really? Who's that's Polly one, Pocket? That's one on the list. <laughs> because... <laughs> no. Oh, no. I don't even know where to shoot this camera at this point. <laughs> my, there's so many things happening. My mind is blown because at heart, it, it was a like joke this entire week that Elizabeth's really the Barbie girl, but I'm the Polly Pocket girl. I loved Polly Pocket, so this is exciting news. Uh, Barney, the movie. Oh, my. 
there's no way they're doing a uh, come on yeah um but my favorite out of the list is all there's a list of like 12 of these um is eight magic eight ball the movie like the one that's <laughs> i'm scared the ma- <laughs> what, what's the plot the magic eight ball runs out of sides or like i want to be more than like the eight yeah, things he doesn't are in understand here. what he's trying to tell people yeah or she or she magic eight balls again like you know Magic eight balls a Ken. You can yeah, just yeah. write though. Yeah. yeah. Telling people what to do has to be a Ken. Mansplain. So yeah, how do uh yeah. To turn this back. Uh how do we feel about the ending? Like do we feel like it wraps things up? I think it kind of ended a little abruptly, but that might just because they're setting it up. I don't really know how to feel about it. I don't I don't think she really like like you said like I don't think she found out exactly why she's feeling this way just yet i don't think she understands it to the full extent and also i don't think like i think ken is still unhappy in his life and also what are the barbies gonna do without one of their barbies in their barbie land i wish i saw more margot robbie also because she was my favorite character i think it was it should have been more about her yeah, it's amazing how they bargain this movie all around one character. The movie's named after that character. And yet at the end, with, which I think is the right word, it's disconnected from what happened. Sort of what you were hinting at, Nick, I think disconnected is the right word. Is that you have all these things happen, and then the movie just ends. It just sort of ends, and while the movie should have had an end point, it goes on for like 15 more minutes longer than it needed to. Sounds like another movie you saw uh, in recent months. Yeah, but... <laughs> I can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, Spider-Man would be a weird thing to reference. So it would, uh, every episode, love it. It's, yeah, it's got one of those things where I, I turn to Chris, I'm like, this movie should have ended by now. Um, Mansplain. If I'm, like, why didn't America have the monologue with Barbie? And Barbie comes to a realization. Like, you, would, you know what would be a good thing? If after, oh, this is how you rewrite the Barbie movie. So you're going to tell a woman how to rewrite her movie? Uh, well, I don't know wow. if you saw Mattel was run by 15 Ken. guys, so... Typical Ken. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me mansplain to you. <laughs> all right? Let me explain let Godfather me, for I'm going to Ken the shit out of this, all right? Yeah, I had, I had beef with that Godfather scene. I don't think I've ever met a guy who's, whose identity was about Godfather. Yeah. I feel like Scarface should have been yeah. the, the placeholder. Mansplain. I would have absolutely loved it if they had... The Wolf of Wall Street playing. Well, that's, yeah, that would work better. I <laughs> turned to Emma in the movie yeah. theater and I was like, Wolf of Wall Street? And I was that like, would have yes. been so good. It was like, every man's dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't appreciate that you're speaking for me. <laughs> this is, Sorry, Ken. This is how you rewrite the Barbie movie. What if at the end, all the other Barbies come to this realization, but Barbie still has the cellulite and she hasn't figured it out? Because something's still not clicking, right? And then Ruth comes along and explains it to her. And then either you have one of two things. If you want a second movie, she goes off like, okay, I got to go figure this out. And I'm still like dealing with this stuff. Um, or um, it is fixed. And now Barbie wants to try with this new perspective to go tackle on the real world. I feel like that is more of an arc for Barbie than just all the stuff happens in the third act. And we don't even address like, which was the turning point where the plot really starts is Barbie is having all these problems. Cellulite, how many cellulite jokes is really funny. I like those. Um, why not readdress that again? That maybe she still, even after all this, people have been telling her, her point is, even though people would tell me this, I have to go figure it out for myself, which is part of, I think, growing up period, but especially about being a woman. Part of what you said earlier, Emma, was, um, it was something along the lines of, and I wanted to make a joke about it, but isn't that the point? You have to go figure it out for yourself, and that's why it's so open to kind of those things. But I do think part of being an adult growing up, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, you have to figure that out a little bit for yourself, no matter how many people tell you. You know. Well, I read a review that was trying to make up for what some people are starting to realize that Barbie was lacking. And they're saying, like, oh, it's a messy film because being a woman is a messy experience. <laughs> and, uh, care to weigh in? <laughs> care to go. <laughs> and we toss. And we toss back yeah. to you. Bomb. <laughs> Oppenheimer. <laughs> you did not. You did not. But yeah, I guess, like, there, there's a lot of reviews that are saying, like, yeah, you know, Barbie has some flaws here and there, but they're like, it's an iconic movie. And that's that's where everyone is right now. I think that's where I am also because I did enjoy it, 
but the more and more I think about it, and even talking with you guys, I do see that there are things that, because there's just a lot of things going on. Also, is Barbie, I was just thinking this, I might just be catching on right now, but is Barbie human at the end now? Because yeah. she has to go to the gynecologist. <laughs> so she's human. Oh, does she have human real. parts? Yeah, like yeah she's... that's what that joke was. Not to mansplain, not to. <laughs> <laughs> but like... But now she's no longer Barbie, so she probably does still have like. Now she's like, she's gonna age. So great question. Because now she'll like she will have the cellulite because she's aging now. So I don't know if I just totally missed that. No, no, I think you. I think I totally missed it. No, I think that was good. And but also I didn't I didn't like how they didn't go back to like the whole cellulite thing and like say like does she have it does she not not that that's important but it's kind of what's important it's very important it's the only thing i'm worried about i'm nervous <laughs> you have six dvds here yes so we're gonna do a top six of your favorite animated barbie movies and uh in a particular order starting at number six okay you wanna okay oh this is an audio podcast you're gonna have to <laughs> How about this? Swan Lake at number six. Magic of Pegasus, number five. Twelve Dancing Princesses, number four. The Nutcracker at number three. Rapunzel, number two. And number one, the Princess and the Popper. Nobody's surprised there. No, no. Princess and the Popper. They name dropped it a few times. Yeah. You're just like you. You're just like me. Something anyone can see. We need to watch this together. <laughs> I feel like that's what you're going to do tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, final thoughts and ratings. Uh, we'll start with the ladies. I really liked how the loss of innocence, the theme was portrayed in a different way that I haven't seen really in any movie I've seen before. I feel like loss of innocence is in movies is portrayed as something super traumatic and that might not be it for everybody although all, both should be seen but the barbie movie i think did it in a much simpler way this time where it was like oh somebody says something about you at school then you're have a new perspective on life or somebody you meet into somebody in your life and now you have a different perspective on life i think the barbie movie did it really well where they showed loss of innocence differently than in other movies. Things that didn't work. I wish I had more laughs. I think I wouldn't rewatch this movie again. Or I would, but not really soon after. It came out for free. Yeah, although I did think I did a really good job um, portraying how a lot of women feel at one point in their life. So I'm gonna give it a... Are you gonna change it on me now? I don't know. Cause I was, this entire time I was saying four, but... We mansplained her down to a three neck. I, I would say <laughs> the Ken's got to me. No. I would say you could change your review, but we <laughs> oh, no. we know. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna keep, give it a four. Also, there was a lot of things that didn't work, but I think the overall movie, I think it's a good movie. Um, my three, in my mind, is it's average. That's how I would think of it, and a four is it's it's good it didn't get a five because there was a lot of things happening at one time um and i don't know if i feel fully satisfied with margot robbie the message behind it is good and i appreciate it and i think it's starting like a little movement at least for what i see um then i think it's very special and it's become such a big part of pop culture it did something right I'm going to give it a four. I did come out of the theater enjoying it, and I enjoyed the experience. I think it's mostly a movie that you go in once in a lifetime, and it's an experience. So, if this movie has three acts, two acts I thought were good, one act I thought was not so good, in fact, very bad. So, if you were averaging out at a five, it would be like a 1.6 repeating. So, 3.2 is right what the number. So, it's... Last night, I think it was a lot more harsh between the two and the three, which is why I like doing the reviews a day later, hearing other people's thoughts. Because I think uh, even you ladies definitely pointed out some highlights that I think I might have overlooked. <clears throat> uh, I liked Ken's character a lot. I thought it was great for the film. Uh, I wish I had more of Margot Robbie. 
I, I think there were a lot of things, again, disconnected is the right word at the end. I think I was being way too harsh when I first thought of it, but to say I had a bad time would be a lie. To say I had a great time would be a lie. So I'm going with a three. The message was really great, but I feel like the execution wasn't. And there's so many things that didn't work for me, mainly in the second half of the film. And it's a little bit too unforgivable when you're at that level where I feel like if it was fleshed out a little bit more, maybe uh, if there weren't so many characters, like you said, uh, being juggled around. So I was stuck also between a two and a three, but I feel like if the third act is really lacking that hard, I can't say it's an average film. I, I didn't have a bad time there, but I didn't have an amazing time. So I think that in the overhype, the expectations, I do enjoy the experience though. I think uh, if anything, more people should go out to the theater like this movie. And I feel like that would push more stories like this film forward. But I feel like this movie, if I'm rating the movie over the, the, the message, I'm gonna give it a two. I respect it. Yeah. Wow. It. Two threes and fours. I thought we were gonna have four different uh, ratings to be honest today, but uh, a lot of diverse, yeah. I'm curious where both of you will land on this, this next film. Oh, oh, baby. Can we go as low as a zero on that one? Coming up next, we got Bratz. It's gonna be one hell of a ride. Come on down. Right after the commercial break. Do you have a great rating system for a podcast with no half stars? Then turn that podcast rating system into high and low? Mansplain. Do you have a toaster that's not plugged in? Mansplain. Did you drop your wa- Mansplain. How about you lost your mansplain? Dip mansplain. 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 Do you need me to explain mansplain? No, you don't need to explain mansplain. I'll explain mansplain. I'll mansplain. You're explaining all mansplain. Next time you see your wife or children and there's something they're doing and they need you to not explain it, you just mansplain your way into it to make sure that nobody, nobody goes away with false information. Sign up today for 20% off. And if you don't understand it, we'll send one of our mansplain experts to easily show you our system. If you're a woman or someone who cannot understand this ad, Mansplain has put out a Mansplain video to help explain what this advertisement is about. Sign up today so your life can be explained the man way. Mansplain. This ad is sponsored by Fort Ray Media. Maybe you have an event coming up. Maybe you're a small business looking to put some reels out on Instagram and TikTok. Or maybe there's just a perfect moment you want to capture with professional videography and video with professional videography and photography. Fortway Media is the choice for you. Sign up today. We have offered tons of different packages uh, pertaining to your needs that'll match anything, and they turn everyday life into a cinematic experience. So don't miss out and check us out at Fortway underscore media or fortwaymedia.com. And we're back with 2007's Bratz, directed by a man. (laughs) (laughs) As it should not be. Uh, Starring Natalia Ramos, uh, Janelle Parrish, Skylar Shea, Logan Browning, and for some reason, John Voight. Yeah. <laughs> so John, John Voight is in this movie. He was also a national treasure. <laughs> but he was a national treasure in National Treasure. He did, this yeah. he is not. I couldn't tell you what this movie's about because it doesn't start for the first 30 minutes. <laughs> Brad's is a movie about four friends who, when they go to high school, are separated into cliques and fall out. Because one girl wants to control all of the cliques in the high school. Because I don't know why. And after a couple of years go by, the brats get back together to win the talent show to cure divorce and racism all in one night after the high school competition. And that's what this stupid fucking movie is about. I'm so glad I made you watch this movie. That's all I have to say is... You called me 18 minutes into this movie <laughs> and said, make it stop. <laughs> you ladies are Barbie fans. Are you Bratz fans? I had a few Bratz, but mom wouldn't, ha- wouldn't let us have that many Bratz. It was definitely a bar- more Barbie household, Polly Pockets. We had other toys, but she didn't really like Bratz too much. Yeah. The idea of them being called Bratz and they're definitely more provocative um if a doll can be provocative oh they're edgy (laughs) yeah they are definitely a little bit more edgy it's 2023 we have ai lots of things are edgy now (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but i mean we like brats it's just we restriction of mom (laughs) yeah 
Yeah. My sister had a lot of brats growing up, a lot of brat cells. So, yeah. uh, my sister had a bl- uh, brat's blanket. But um, there was a nod you were you were mentioning in the in Barbie. Yes, um, the lunch table scene when we first meet Sasha, the girl. Um, Sasha is one of the names of the brats, and her three other friends. You could say they have a pretty good resemblance to the brats. Oh. So there was that little you said easter egg that's yeah because yeah. i i saw a tiktok i i didn't pick up on it and even after watching brats it i it still didn't click with me but they uh they said that it's a very quick line that the daughter makes but she says the names of everyone at the table and they all have the names of the brats yeah and they were saying that subtextually that was like the competition between brats and barbie little girls play with barbies but girls who are growing up and still want to play with dolls play with brats because it's more tween that's like, so true honestly that scene felt a little out of place for me oh if the girls in the movie saw the actual way that barbie's presented today would they have reacted the same way right where yeah. i feel like it was they're they're looking at barbie the way it was represented in the past before they right, were even right. born gotcha, gotcha, gotcha and i think it was only meant to be a brats and barbie interaction interesting and i but i agree with elizabeth i remember my sister played with the brat dolls yeah when we were in middle school much closer to like the age of 13 and 12 but since we love to sidetrack when we're watching movies that we don't like uh no yeah, come on give it a fair chance we don't know <laughs> ask the people what are your initial thoughts yeah so initial thoughts i have watched the ending of this movie before because you know when you're put on something on hbo and then you wake up in the middle of the night with like a fever or something and then something (laughs) random turns on this was this in the halfway of the movie and i was like what is this garbage please can i go back to sleep to escape whatever this nightmare is that i'm living in (laughs) real life yeah that was nightmare (laughs) producing (laughs) yeah i i was saying to nick before i didn't even have the nostalgia of it because I don't think I've ever seen... I didn't grow up watching that movie. It wasn't on the roster. There's some movies that, you know, you pass because you, like, put a pass on because it's, like, you know, the nostalgia of it. But I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing of the Bratz movie, so there was really nothing. I love saving movies. I will not be saving this movie. (laughs) Finally. It's happened, but it's yeah. Happening. So my girlfriend, she, uh, she's when she found out about JP's reaction, eighteen minutes in, uh, she immediately yelled out, and she was like, "I love that movie." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> well, he's not having a great time." Reconsidered his whole relationship right there. <laughs> she so she was like, "Let's watch it together," and we watched it last night together. And thirty-seven minutes in, I I know timestamps. Uh, thirty-seven minutes in, she quit. She was like, this is not the movie I remember it to be when I was 13. And she was like, you enjoy the rest of it. And I was like, thank you. I was thank you. Thank you. Thoroughly. Went from being number one fan to, hey, buddy, you got this. You're on your own. Uh, so, JP, uh, initial reactions? We so, know how you felt about the first 18. I, no, 20 minutes into this movie, and I asked, what is this movie about? There is no plot for 20 minutes of this movie. And I've, I would argue there's no plot for 30 minutes of this movie. When does, like, it's nothing. It's just you're watching four friends go to high school, and they... It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so bad. I thought I watched the worst movie the other day, and then it, it gets tough. It gets even worse. We're just falling out of grace. I, somebody said, I told people, why are you watching the Bratz movie? That's all people kept saying. I'm like, they go, no, you should have picked something different. That like... <sighs> well, you ladies also asked why did we pick Bratz, and it just seemed like the easy pair. Two movies about dolls, and the logos even looked exactly the same. They were pink, they were slanted. Uh, we didn't really have another <laughs> option. What this a description! Week. Pink and slanted. <laughs> we'll go around the room. Uh, things that didn't work. I guess we're, we're all in agreement that it. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Keep going. <laughs> We're all in agreement that it probably didn't work. No. Bad movie. Bad movie. Similar to how we did with Fast X, because you guys are uh, fans of the show. Uh, just, like, one thing, like, quick, and we'll go around the table and we'll keep it going. What didn't work in the movie? We'll, we'll go this way. That sounds... So it puts you in the hot <laughs> I like seat. It. All right. So, um, I wouldn't have known this family was Latino if they didn't have a mariachi band in their kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why we we had to look? We had to look it up. We were like, (laughs) "What is this white girl doing?" Even the people behind me seemed confused for a second. I was, I was like. I was like, oh. how many times do you have to speak Spanish? I was, oh no. Because I was confused at, at her intro. She was like, hello, chicas. And I was like, okay, she's white passing. I get it. Um, and then it was just like a cavalcade of different things to tell me that she's Latino. JP? There's a food fight, and I credit Chris for this one. And there's a teacher who's throwing food. <laughs> and then is looking at him. Disgusting. <laughs> The biggest plot twist ever was the two-year time jump. Uh, <laughs> like, fully gone through high school, never even crossed paths with each other. I was like, okay, there's literally no way. Bigger um, stakes than the five years in Endgame. <laughs> just put those two side by side. I'd love to see them. Instead of just telling the friends I'm being blackmailed, she had to lie. Um, they're just... They're just best friends forever. I also Chloe goes to college now. She gets that big scholarship. That's oh, that a talent show. The prize is full yeah. ride at college. Yeah, this is where I knew the stakes were like so high that like, what is she gonna? She's not gonna get an education if she literally doesn't win the scholarship. But so. her mom's like a private chef also. So yeah. she's like the disconnected. When one of them tutors the entire football team by using football to explain algebra. Iconic. <laughs> yes. Yes. Also, girls can't be pretty and smart at the same time. <laughs> the part where she gets called on stage to sing and then she runs away instead of just going, I don't want to sing. <laughs> and is embarrassed even though nobody expected her. There were no stakes. I'd like to invite my best friend up to sing. <laughs> and then they don't. And that's the end of it. The song sounded way better at 1.5 speed. I couldn't watch the rest of the movie without <laughs> 1.5 speed. And the songs, honestly, they were kind of a bop when you <laughs> you made it a little bit faster. You, <laughs> the obvious dubbing of other people singing over them during the entire... Oh, the 35-year-old women yeah. that are singing for them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't notice that when it's at 1.5 speed. <laughs> I would like to give a... a a formal apology to the to the actor that lost that on the Oscar for when he explained <laughs> that I'm deaf. Oh, oh! But you're too ignorant to understand. I, honestly, oh. he was a real one for that one. I and then the most it. dramatic music possible played after that scene. And then they don't address it. No, no the like teacher boyfriend. teaches him how to hear with, with speakers. That's it. That's how you cure deafness. Just hold your hand on a speaker. But I love the uh, the teacher, too, how he was like, I just thought you were a cool jock. I didn't know you were capable of... I didn't know you were deaf. It's the clicks. It's imagine, the clicks. Imagine someone going up to you, oh my gosh, I didn't know you can sing. I thought you were blind. <laughs> No, I would like to tell somebody that you don't have a dad or a bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Hardest roast of all time. <laughs> Didn't have to go there. Immediately says, oh my God, I'm sorry I said that. It's like, no, you fully were aware that you were doing that. Again, Oppenheimer in the Bratz movie. Again. <laughs> uh, having an elephant at your party to walk to a pool 20 feet away when you could have just walked. <laughs> Two words. Uh, duh. Uh, <laughs> Bahoos. Bahoos. Just the kung fu. That that was a great action. The deaf kid is extremely problematic to me. The man lip reads like a god, even when he's not looking at their lips. (laughs) Like, this guy is the world's greatest deaf person. Yeah, and he only signed twice. Good point, Krista. Assistant Mm -hmm. production, thank you. Uh, He only signs twice in the entire movie. Is he deaf? Is he actually deaf? There's no... It's 2007. I... I highly guarantee doubt it. Highly doubtful. <laughs> highly doubt it. Safe to uh, say no. Parents being uh, cured of their divorce and all their family trauma after some girls sing. Where did the pies come from in that food fight? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. They just—it was out of pocket, literally. Yeah. The the girl making fun of the death. Yeah. Meredith, the Nazi, needing a lesson <laughs> on consent. And she was just kissing her. <laughs> <laughs> Poor curly haired guy. Oh, wait. So, so I know we could go on forever. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. So I have a, like a legitimate question: Is there any like just be asked with a Barbie movie, women's issues, things that girls experience in life that men don't? 
is this the real thing about friend groups and clicks that obviously in the 07 is real as hell but what about today like for you guys in high school when you were in high school was that a real is that like something girls really care about like clicks and all that i would say slightly yeah where were you in high school what do you mean like what was what would you classify yourself as in the beginning of high school, I was in the middle, not popular, not... I feel like all throughout high school, not popular, but not not known. There, There's definitely... It's not like the cliques that were in the Bratz movie to the extreme, yeah. but there's definitely... You have the smart kids. You have the popular girls. You have... Um, what is felt, this movie? <laughs> yeah, it just felt like high school musical on steroids but in the wrong way yeah all the bad parts about high school musical i told you i wouldn't save it but i'll tell you one thing that i thought about during this was the breakfast club and i thought about the question they asked themselves at the end it's like all right the next day they have school is it going to be any different and at one point in the movie it felt like it was answering that question like oh we can still be friends but then when we get to school and now we're near our clicks and everything does it change I don't know how you just go. Oh, I'm on the soccer kids want to hang, sit with me. Hey, by the way, this is my friend. I don't know her name, by the way. I don't know any of these people's names. I didn't care. I was begging Krista to that we actually stop the watching. The I don't movie. think there were characters. All four of them felt exactly the same. I don't know. Even though they tried to distinguish them, I was just like, they're all blended together at the end. I don't know. I feel like they didn't have e- each other. They didn't have their own personalities. Well, one is clearly Hispanic. <laughs> That's a personality. Yeah. One of them has parents that are super strict. That's a personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I identify them. Which one has a strict parents? Oh, yeah, it's that one. But it, realistically, if you look at them as a person, yeah. they were all basically the same. And if you listen to their dialogue and the way it's written, it all comes off exactly the same. I mean, I would agree that this Bratz movie feels so disconnected from the dolls, right? Because they're trying to make them real-life people. Did they get anything right about the Bratz at all? Like as characters? Sure. As Bratz, is there as anything... Bratz? Yeah. As the dolls, is there anything in the movie that's like, oh yeah, that's what the Bratz do, the dolls? Is it like a cartoon? I don't even know. It's a cartoon? Um, a series? There is a Bratz TV there, show. There is. I See, the thing is, if you went in the past and you'd be like, what's Barbie about? You might not think Greta Gerwig Barbie. So, I don't know. Maybe... Yeah. Bratz will have a deeper message, but this movie did not have a deeper message about Bratz. They were, it was just a movie So this about could have girls. been any teen movie, and yes. they just slap Bratz on it, and they, they call it that. Very yeah. I, I mean, the, the only thing I got from Bratz is fashion. That's what Bratz is supposed to be about, is fashion, because they're all fashionistas. Do you not know the Bratz lore? I was paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> they're all about fashion. Like, oh, you got those shoes, so their fashion is what unites them. And obviously you can't just have a group about fashion in high school because they would never have a class on that or anything. It's called sarcasm, Krista. (laughs) Uh, Mansplaining. Mansplaining. (laughs) Mansplaining. Literally everybody's an awful actor or actress. The main Bratz person who we're following, um, the one who's Hispanic by virtue of the mariachi band in her house, um, (laughs) she's the worst of the bunch. Um... (laughs) The less you see of any character, the better they are. I think John Voight carries this movie hard. <laughs> any favorite performances? The mother. I thought was the saving grace of this movie. Why was she low-key not the worst actor I've seen in some movies? She was definitely better than even John White, who's been in something. So, not good overall, though. Are you talking about the mother that, uh, the Hispanic? Oh, the private chef one. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Was... I thought you were talking about if... my big fat Greek no, wedding. No. Yeah, I thought you were talking about obsessed her. Obsessed with chocolate. No, no, the, no. Um, the private chef. I, I feel like yeah. she was the a normal troopin, a normal person trapped in an alternate reality, <laughs> and, yes. and like somebody needs to save her. I like the private chef that uh, didn't have anything cooked, and then it ended up all being cupcakes. <laughs> and edible arrangements. Edible arrangements at their peak. Who was your? Uh, least favorite character in the movie. Curly haired guy. The deaf kid? I, no. <laughs> oh. There's two curly. Whoa, well, almost got canceled. No, wait, I know his name. I know his name. It's Cameron. It's oh. Cameron. For two years has been dragged around by Meredith. She carries this movie. She's one of the better ones. She's playing her role. She's doing what she's supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
ironically a movie about dolls one of them actually has barbie the doll in real life and that feels more realistic than anything that happens in a movie with no dolls period do we have any interest in another Bratz rendition but done to the same extent that barbie has done i don't necessarily want this in the podcast Is that crazy to say? Just um, cut all that. I'm thinking way too deep into the Bratz. Uh, I'm just trying to understand the Bratz, and I don't understand it because I don't understand the movie. If this movie could be saved, how would you do it? If fashion is the thing that holds them together, the typical Disney Channel movie way to go is that one Bratz get offered a way to further their career, and the other Bratz have to be left out. All right, so I think we can move on to final thoughts. Yeah, because right? I think we're, other, we're, we're just like I'm, trying to stretch this. Yeah, I'm trying to save. Yeah, there's nothing. So I'll go first. It's bad. <laughs> It's so bad. My girlfriend couldn't make it through 37 minutes of the movie, so the fact that we did, the level of commitment we have to the show. I agree with you. You walked in immediately before a podcast, and you were like, can we give it zero stars? I wish we could, but we can't. So yeah. it's, it's a one. There's nothing really going on in this movie. No conflict. They e- easily solve some of their conflict in like the first 20 minutes. None of the characters are characters. I did not enjoy my time. Let me, please, I, I need to get this out. <laughs> I know I already spoke, I speak to you a lot, audience, but listen, this is the worst movie I've ever watched in my life, uh, let alone on this podcast. Uh, it is the lowest rating I could possibly give it. It is the worst attempt at a, it's meant for kids, clearly, but that would be a disservice to the intellect that children possess, because that is below average. It's in the ground don't just don't you don't need to google it don't research it don't do anything the fact that we had to watch this for the podcast is the only reason i did i was complete and utter torture saw 10 the experiences of those people i'm sure will be more pleasant to actually experience than have to sit down and watch the brats movie again you could not pay me enough money not even for twenty thousand dollars i would not watch the brat movie again and that's not even a joke one out of nothing zero out of nothing that's all zero dog should we say at the same time (laughs) what what are we saying? You can have different ratings. If you have oh, different ratings, you're allowed. No, it's, it's a one. It's definitely a so one. So we're going to say... <laughs> my I, brain, after even talking about the Bratz movie, my brain is fried. That is as much conflict right there as there is in the Bratz movie. <laughs> that is... If only we communicate a little bit more. <laughs> if only we put our brains together and actually came up with a resolution. Definitely a one. Um... I don't think there's anything else we can say to prove that it's a one. Thank you for watching. This has been an episode of Take 303. We want to say a very special thank you to Elizabeth and Emma for joining us on today's podcast. Thank you so much for being here, ladies. We really appreciate it. As well as Krista for helping us out and with our everything pr- behind the scenes. Our production assistant, Yay! Krista. Yay! Hey, Barbie. Um, Hi, Barbie. <laughs> so this week's poll question is... What was your favorite doll growing up? Barbie, Bratz. We're going to have a few more options on there. Take a look through them. Uh, we're going to thank the ladies for giving us the information for this poll. And our Q&A is, what was your favorite toy growing up as a kid? Uh, maybe a particular action figure. Maybe was one of the Barbie dolls. Tell us about it. We'd like to hear uh, what you like to play with. Yeah. Next episode, we're going to be talking about Oppenheimer and Dr. Strangelove. So again, this has been an episode of Take Three or Three. Thanks so much for watching. If you haven't already, make sure you're following us on Spotify. You can check us out at Fortway underscore media. If you want to see all the different reels and things we're posting, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of good reels from this one. Nick, thanks so much.